Welcome to Second Half Now, a radio show for boomers and beyonders. Tools and tips for the life you want to live from now on with Dr. Dan Critchett and Dr. Denise Hogan. Second Half Now, sponsored by Dignity Memorial and your safe money solutions. It's time for Second Half Now. The doctors are in. Here are your hosts, Dr. Dan and Dr. Denise. And here we are again. We're happy to welcome you to Second Half Now. And this is, in fact, a radio show for boomers and beyonders. And in case you're not sure who that is, boomers are everybody that currently is over 50. Uh, So those, the boomer generation is born between 1946 and 1964. And then if you're older than that, I guess we call you a beyonder. So this is where we discuss the things that really matter uh, to us in this 50-plus generation. So hello again. I am your host, Dr. Dan Critchett, along with our co-host, Dr. Denise Hogan. And uh, Denise, there you are again at the table, and we're ready to do another show. We sure are, Dan. We uh, have a great guest today and taking on a pretty important topic here. You know, and as we were talking before we started, not only an important topic, but one that is hard to discuss, and uh, and yet it is more common than uh, than we sometimes realize, and not only hard to discuss, but uh, we're, so we're going to create a, an opportunity for some of that dialogue, and people don't talk about it because it's just too darn tough. It's hard. Yeah, and so uh, the situation is that, let me say the title of today's show, it is this, Change of Plans, the Unexpected Role of Grandparents These Days. And I can think of a number of people, um, my friends, uh, that are boomers, and by golly, all of a sudden they have responsibilities for their grandkids that they weren't counting on. Either uh, the daughter has moved in with the parents, uh, with a, a child or two or three, or, um, you know, they live close enough and they're uh, long, uh, you know, babysitters, free babysitters, and they get tired. Uh, there's, a, there's a lot of situation. Our guest today is going to kind of outline what the situation is for us today. And it is a, um, a demographic or a uh, life situation that is uh, growing uh, unexpectedly. And what, what happens when boomers who are looking forward to you know, having a whole different life of their own. Maybe they want to travel. Maybe they want to start a business. Maybe they want to get involved in ministry. A lot of things that they would want to do. But whoops, now they have some grandparent grandparenting responsibilities that are beyond what they had expected. So uh, that's our situation. So I'm sure, Dr. Denise, that you have a good word for us for today that's going to sort of encapsulate this situation for us. Boy, I sure do, Dan. If I there, knew you would. If ever there is a time when we as believers have to trust is now. Yeah. Under these kinds of circumstances, the rug's been pulled out from from under you. All of a sudden, those plans that you are talking about, they have to be totally reconsidered, revamped, and the emotional upheaval, confusion, resentment, joy in in some circumstances, but it's just a, a, a whole lot of emotion and planning that now has to be dealt with as you figure out what the next steps are. And it's a hard thing to do is to trust the Lord in those circumstances. And the word is trust. So it we're is. going to be uh, referring to that and bringing that up uh, throughout the show today. Because uh, when these plans change, we may not see the end in sight. 
And when we're kind of running low on energy and patience and everything else, now all of a sudden we uh, have uh, grandparenting responsibilities that are far beyond what we had anticipated. So we got a situation on our hands. So, folks, when what we try to do every show is to bring you valuable content that is going to make a difference. And our goal is thriving baby boomers, finding and fulfilling their calling. And gosh, maybe uh, you didn't think that your calling was going to include uh, having grandkids grow up in your house. We're going to talk to our guest about that. So again, our core topics, five core topics for this show. Number one, home and family. Number two, health and wellness. Number three, budget and finances. Number four, heart and soul. And number five, work and purpose. And I think it doesn't take too much imagination to think that this um, topic for today has come under the category home and family. Again, the title of today's show is Change of Plans, the Unexpected Role of Grandparents These Days. Our special guest in studio today is a national speaker. He's the author of 10 books on parenting and fathering and family life. He does conferences and seminars and speaking engagements and still writing books and uh, has a new book proposed on this very subject. So Rick Johnson is here with us and uh, very happy to have you with us, Rick, and thank you for coming to Second Half Now. It's my okay. pleasure. Good to, be, good to meet both of you. I know you're very familiar with the microphone, and so uh, <laughs> we're just going to keep on going here. So... Um, Let's get a little bit better acquainted with you, first of all, Rick, uh, because um, I was amazed to find you. I I think I told you when I called you that um, I found you in our um, alumni magazine. And I always like to see if some of my old classmates, you know, what they're doing and stuff. And here I see your picture and your name. And it says, you know, national speaker and author of 10 books and everything. I said, wow, you went to my alma mater. You went to Concordia. We weren't there at the same time or doing anywhere near the same thing. But I was uh, pleased and surprised to find you there. So uh, tell us a little bit about uh, about your role, what you're doing these days. Well, I started a... <laughs> I came to Christ at the age of 40, which is a whole story unto itself. I bet it is, yeah. But um, at that time, I started um, really praying to God about what he would have me do with my life yeah. now. Um, and prayed about a number of things, but one of them was I wanted to make a difference in the world. I want to live a life of significance. I right. think we all do, Absolutely. especially after we come to Christ. And um, God really placed in my heart that it, that men and fathers were the key to everything, that virtually every problem we have in our culture is directly or indirectly related to men and fathers advocating their roles as servant-based leaders. So started a ministry in 2001 called Better Dads um, just to give men, inspire and equip men to be more involved in the lives of their families and um, made made a covenant with God, if you will, at that time that it was his ministry and I would just be available for whatever opportunities he placed Mm -hmm. in front of me. And that's a very dangerous I found that's a very dangerous yeah. uh, agreement to make with God because he immediately started putting uh, opportunities that I wasn't very comfortable with. Yeah, Things like uh, I had a school counselor approach me and say, we have a lot of single moms in our district raising boys. Can you put something together? And I was like, no, not interested in doing that. And he kept bothering me, kept bothering me. Finally, he said, Rick, it's easier to raise a boy than to fix a man. Mm. Mm. Yeah, wow. So I did that. That that program actually took off clear across the country, became very popular. Um, there's such a huge need out there. But that was the basis for my first book, actually. And started doing a lot of things like 
we have we do camps for single moms and their kids. We have a mentoring program for fatherless boys, just different things like that. Work do a lot of work in prisons. Um, a lot of things that weren't part of my original vision, but um, that's kind of where we're at now. We I travel around a lot, speak at a lot of different places, write books, and um, try to do ministry work here in the Pacific Northwest as much as possible. So it sounds like you said to God, um, "Use me," and mm-hmm. He said, "Okay, yeah. you ready?" And, <laughs> yeah, right. You're right, though. You got to be careful when you, you say that. Yeah. But uh, but also, I mean, yeah, God's he, got a sense of humor about stuff. He like does. That. Yeah. He does. He, he might even ask the question. He says, do you really mean that? <laughs> I have found that. I'm sure, Denise, you have too. When we say, God, I want you to use me, uh, he says, uh, you have no idea what you're saying, right. what you're asking. Absolutely. But then he provides the grace uh, to go along. and Step uh, by step. Absolutely. And exactly. And it's trust. Back to that word for the day is back to trust. So if I trust God to... Um, uh, you know, to take care of me in this life, I trust him that he's going to provide along the way for as he leads me. And that's a real key principle here. So, uh, Rick, we're talking about the situation where um, baby boomers find themselves um, to be much more in demand, much more called upon, much more needed by their own grandkids, much more than uh, in previous generations or at previous times. What are the kinds of things that uh, that make those circumstances uh, necessary, where where boomers have to have to pick up, uh, you know, a load with the grand the grand uh, kids? What kind of situations are those? Sure. Well, I, and I think not only with the grandkids, but many boomers have their elderly parents that they're yeah taking care right. of and dealing exactly. with. So they're kind of the split generation where right. they're getting it from both the sandwich generation, right. if you will. But um, yeah, you know, you pointed out. Um, where uh, the daughter maybe has a has a child or several children that move in with the with the grandparents. Yeah. Um, our situation is we actually have custody of our baby granddaughter, so we're we are now went from empty nesters to <laughs> at the time raising a a, a baby yeah. who she's now a, a toddler. But um, so yeah, we've had her for two and a half years now, and um, it was it was a, definitely a shock, a culture shock <laughs> at the time. So. That's that's the situation that we're in, and I think um, I don't have the statistics in front of me, but it seems like there's a, a huge growing population of grandparents that are raising their grandchildren. It's like eight million children being raised by five million yeah. grandparents across yeah. the country. So and growing all the time, right? And I think we talked earlier about everybody knows somebody who's in that right. in that situation, right? It's like it's like single moms. Every yeah. every even if you're not, you everybody knows a single mom. Right. That's how prevalent they are. And right. I, I think it's getting that way with with grandparents raising yeah. their, their children. And so. one of the dynamics that's at play there is when your grandkids are living with you and you have uh, full time or nearly full time responsibility. You have to set aside that grandparent role because if you're providing the discipline, if you're providing the structure, if you're, you know, intensely involved in their lives, you can't be that uh, sort of um, distant grandparent that shows up now and then and or takes them to Disneyland or brings some toys over for an evening or a weekend or something. So you really uh, you kind of forfeit that grandparent role that you might have been looking forward to. You do. And I, I think my wife and I have grieved over that, um, exactly. literally grieved over that. You know, you're you, you have separate roles as a parent and as a grandparent. Yeah. As a as a father, my role is to discipline to teach my children. As a grandparent, my role is to spoil my grandchildren right. and and right. and readily to do it. Well yeah. 
if you're raising that child, you cannot do that. And, right. and to be perfectly honest, my wife really struggles with that role mm-hmm. of how to separate those two because she is such, such, a, such a pull for that grandmother role mm-hmm. that it's really difficult for her to... And and the baby, the toddler picks up on it. She no, they're <laughs> they're smart little oh, ones, aren't they? They are much smarter than I am. Mm. You know, I think you, I really appreciate Rick that you brought out that that term grief, because I think that is honestly what we have to acknowledge in the middle of all this. If people just all right, pick up, got to pick myself up by my bootstraps. We've got this to do, that to do. Let's get the grocery list out. And you don't take time to really be honest about the fact that there is some grief in there. There's a loss that you need to you need to be honest about. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, it's just going to keep talking to you, and 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 make the journey that much more difficult. Well, in between grief and resentment, maybe, and mm-hmm. some other anger, you know, different issues like that. That's right. Yeah, if you don't, I think if you don't deal with those and, and at least talk about them. With people who can understand, mm-hmm. um, yeah, they'll tear you up. I mean, it, it'll make your job a lot harder. Diff- well, more well isn't that funny? Just in just in that little snippet there, you identified any number of the names for emotions that we have that go along with grief. You know, and people, why God? Why did you take him from me? It was too soon. Why did this happen? And that that anger at God for allowing these circumstances that's going to be something that any uh grandparent in this position can expect that they're going to feel and it might surprise them because wait a second this is my grandbaby why am i feeling resentment why am i feeling anger about this but i think what you've really nailed is is it's coming out of a grief of what has been lost what what i don't get to do as a grandparent that I've been looking forward to doing for a long time. I think that falls in the category of death of a dream. So mm. as when we're parenting, it's all about our kids. We can't imagine our kids ever leaving the home, you know, because we're nurturing and we're having fun and we're going to soccer games and we're having a good time. Mm. And then uh, that's why God invented the teen years, because they say, OK, maybe it wouldn't be so bad right, right. <laughs> if uh, this particular child <laughs> left the home. Uh, but then, you know, then we start uh, adapting to this grandparent image and we mm. think, oh, OK, well, the grandkids can come over, you know, one evening uh, every now and then or something. But now this imposed uh, when we didn't, uh, we don't have a choice or, we mm-hmm. ha- or we, maybe it seems like we do. So, Rick, I wonder if you could kind of describe, because I want our listeners really to kind of touch base and tune in. What do these situations actually look like? You're talking about your situation where you are caring for uh, a three-year-old uh, granddaughter and you've had her for most of her life mm-hmm. at six months, and now she's three. Um, other than that kind of a situation, what other kinds of things are there uh, that our our listeners might be familiar with themselves or somebody they know? Well, I, I think you, you brought up a great point about the death of a dream. I mean, and that describes it. I hadn't thought about that before, but that absolutely describes the – for me personally, I was like uh, – yeah, we were we were readily looking forward, maybe because we had a harder time getting our kids out of the house. Mm-hmm. But I was really looking forward to this phase of life with my wife where we could travel, we could re-fall in love again all over again. We could do all the different things that we've been wanting to do for 
for years that we put on hold because we were sacrificing to raise our children as best as we could. And now those are gone. Just when you were ready to get into that and great and, stage. And it, when that stage comes yeah. again, we'll be too old to mm. to probably do it or enjoy it. You know? Wow. So more with Rick Johnson right after our break. Don't go away. Do you have an elderly parent that is becoming isolated, not eating well, feeling depressed or fearful of losing independence? Do you know your options? Need peace of mind or know what is best for yourself or others during their golden years of life? At no cost to you or your family, Golden Placement Services can give you hope in the midst of great change. Even if it means staying at home is the right option. Call the Golden Girls at 503-723-7145 today. That's 503-723-7145 and schedule your non-obligation appointment today. Helping to plan a funeral for someone you love is a painful process. It's one of the most emotional things you'll ever have to do. But imagine how much grief would be spared if people planned for themselves. Though it may sound difficult or uncomfortable to even think about, the experts at Dignity Memorial Funeral Homes and Cemeteries can help with a free personal planning guide that takes you step-by-step through the process. And, of course, Dignity Memorial will even help you complete your plan with the expert assistance of trained and caring advisors. There are a lot of very good reasons to plan ahead. Make sure your final wishes are respected, sparing your loved ones the added grief of planning for you and having to pay for it. If you choose to fund your plan early, you can even lock in current pricing, avoiding increases due to inflation, and take advantage of budget-friendly payments. There is a free informational seminar that includes a complimentary meal at a restaurant in your area very soon. Find out more and ask any questions you may have by calling Katie at 503-807-5715. It costs nothing to learn how you can protect your loved ones by planning ahead. Give Katie at Dignity Memorial a call today at 503-807-5715. Life changes have happened and it's time to sell your house. That can be a difficult process when you've lived there for decades, especially under tragic circumstances like losing a spouse. 24-7 Properties takes the time to go over the details of your unique situation and understand your needs. We do what we can to maximize the value of your home. Learn online at 247prop.com. I'm Jeff Edmondson, founder of 247 Properties. Call me today and let's have a conversation about selling your house. No obligation, no cost. Let's find out what's right for you. Call me, 503-780-3030, And we're back with Rick Johnson, and I don't think I mentioned uh, his ministry is called Better Dads, right? And you can go to betterdads.net anytime and find all kinds of things about Rick and his books and his speaking engagements and the good things that... He is invested in, as uh, God has led him to have a, a really a national scale uh, ministry for families and parents. And so we're going to get back into our subject, and I don't want to do that before we mention our partners, those that you just heard, those uh, radio spots. We also want to mention Your Safe Money Solutions with Toby Skinner, also Dan the Mortgage Man with First Priority Financial, Dave Rutan and Waddell and Reed Financial Advisors, Dream Trips, Portland City Acupuncture with Mariko, Next Phase Coaching with Eric Howard, and Beaverton Family Chiropractic, Dr. Dan Miller, and Maximize Living. So um, the title of the show that we are doing right now with uh, Rick Johnson here in the studio is this, 
Change of Plans, the Unexpected Role of Grandparents These Days. So I have on my notes here, Rick, that we wanted to at least give you an opportunity to say as much as um, you would like to about your own personal situation. We've kind of gotten into that a little bit. And is there anything else before we kind of move into some of the other areas that uh, I know you have a, a book proposal that you're presenting on this subject to your publisher and there's a lot of good stuff there. We want to get into some of that. But is there anything else about your particular situation that you want to um, help us understand? Well, I, and I think as we talk about some of the other things that we talked about, that we're going to talk about, that'll come out. I, just as a side note, I will give you an interesting story about probably five or six years ago, my publisher had approached me about writing a book on this very topic. Mm-hmm. And at the time, I wasn't a grandparent, and I was like, Pfft. <laughs> I'll never be in that situation. Why right. would I ever write a book on grandparents parenting their children? Right? Oh, there it is. One yeah. of there those, you go. One of those God, yeah. God jokes again. Never going right? to happen to me. Exactly. Yeah. Wow. And here it is. And now you are becoming an expert on the subject. <laughs> yeah. So tell us about that book. And maybe we can use that as a, a jumping off place to get into some of the content. So do you have a, a proposed title for the book? Um. I, I, the title that I have, the working title is Reparenting, Grandparents, yeah. you know, mm. Parenting Their Grandchildren. But, um, yeah, you know, I mean, there's just a lot of, um, when you look at some of the challenges, you look at some of the advantages, there's all kinds of different things that come into play that are um, challenging, yeah. for lack of a better term. And, and um, you know, we discussed earlier before we came on air about the importance of faith in that whole situation. and. Right. and I don't know how you could do this without having faith because it is it is much harder than I would have ever thought and and it's hard it's it's harder than you can explain to people who have not been in that situation yeah. mm-hmm. for them to understand what you're what you're going through and, and that's one of the I wouldn't say it's frustrations because people are very well intentioned and very kind to say things to us um about well, what a wonderful thing you're doing, how noble. But, you know, it doesn't feel that way. It feels like you're forced into a situation, into a very small box that you don't have any control over because mm, right. there's really no choice. I mean, you have to do it, right? Um, this is your grandchild you're talking about. And so while it might appear that way on the outside, on the inside it feels less than <laughs> less than noble and and I did like your comment about maybe it's your attitude that's noble. <laughs> I need to think about that and pray about that probably. It either is or it isn't, exactly. right? I mean, whether I mean, I, and I think you're making a good point, and that is that we feel like we don't have a choice, but that really becomes part of the issue. Mm-hmm. It says, I didn't ask for this. And, and the older we get and the more we experience life as boomers, the more we realize that things are not turning out the way that we had wished mm-hmm. and hoped and dreamed. You know, because it wasn't supposed to be this way. Absolutely. And so our culture has caved into so much in our age that has brought all kinds of personal pain and struggle and conflict. I mean, it's a broken world. Mm-hmm. It's a yeah. dark place. Yeah. So now how do we deal with that? And I want to I know, Denise, you want to say something. And um, I want to talk about the essence of faith, what that how that comes in. Uh, before we have to close off our session, and we're going to bridge over to the podcast. Well, you know, I'm just uh, something that Rick just said is resonating 
in me, and that's usually what you notice is <laughs> when someone hits a bun, you're like, oh, wow, that is really amazing, isn't it? So when somebody saves somebody's life, right, isn't that usually what happens afterwards? Yeah. Everyone's like, yeah. wow, look what you did. Yeah. You know, you dragged them out of the water. They were, right. and they're like, I did what anyone would have done. Yeah. You know, I don't feel like a, a, a hero. Yeah. And I think that that is, that is such an important moment for us to stop and, and really recognize the fact that, that Rick, absolute, there, absolutely there is a different choice you could have made. And people do make different choices the, than the one you made. And, and that's the part that people on the outside looking in are, are quite well aware of. And so what we also know is that granddaughter down the road is going to be looking at Rick Johnson and saying, yeah, man, he is my hero. He saved my life. He saved my she life. She doesn't know that now. Mm-mm. And let me just say this before we have to close, and that is the whole element of faith. When you're in a situation like this and you dig deep out down inside because you don't have any choice, I mean, you're down mm-hmm. to the nubbins. I mean, inside, mm-hmm. what resources do you mm-hmm. have? And if there you find a faithful God who has promised to be with you in the midst of that situation, whatever the situation might be, grandparenting or so many others that we can talk about, there you have power and there you have strength. Mm-hmm. You have the promise mm-hmm. that God will give you his peace. He will give you his provision. He will walk you through. He won't necessarily change the circumstances, but he will give you what you need. And if you dig down into the into the core of your being and you don't have that, Oh my gosh, what do you have? I mean, you're on your own. You're literally on your own. So what we're going to do is we're going to close this part, part one, and we're going to bridge over to the podcast, which is not going to be on the radio. So you're going to have to get to your computer, your laptop, your desktop, your smartphone, your tablet, or whatever device you have, and get online, go to secondhalfnow.com. Then both part one and part two will be there. And on part two, we're going to talk about, and I pulled these off of the outline of Rick's uh, proposed book, and I really like the uh, the sound of them. Uh, we could talk for hours on this subject, but one is going to be, what are the challenges of reparenting? That's chapter three in the proposal uh, outline. And then uh, in chapter four, what are the advantages? And you might be thinking, advantages? Yeah, I want to hear about that. If there are some, I sure want to know what they are. So our time is up for this segment. I want to make sure that you come back and listen to us again at 530 right here on KKPZ because that's where we are and that's where we would like you to be. But around the clock and around the world, you can find us on secondhalfnow.com. All the shows that we have done, we're pushing 80 shows now, and they're all there. Uh, Go to the um, uh, radio show archive. You can find them there. So today's show is Change of Plans, the Unexpected Role of Grandparents These Days. And we want to thank you for tuning in and listening to us on the radio today. But don't miss the podcast. you got to go there to find the challenges and the advantages, the blessings and the benefits of this very, very, very difficult situation as God is involved. So we want to encourage you to go there. Um, it is literally around the clock and around the world. You can find us there, secondhalfnow.com. We're going to continue our conversation with Rick Johnson with betterdads.net. You can find out all about him there. So let's continue our conversation with Rick on part two on our website, secondhalfnow.com. See you there. Thanks for listening to Second Half Now with Dr. Dan Christian and Dr. Denise Hogan on KKPZ 1330 The Truth. Sponsored by Dignity Memorial and your safe money solutions. 
to hear the rest of this program, find out more about the topics discussed today, or ask questions, visit secondhalfnow.com. That's secondhalfnow.com. Tune in next Monday at 5.30 p.m. for more tools and tips for the life you want to live from now on. Until then, visit secondhalfnow.com. Welcome to Second Half Now, a radio show for boomers and beyonders. Tools and tips for the life you want to live from now on with Dr. Dan Critchett and Dr. Denise Hogan. Second Half Now, sponsored by Dignity Memorial and your safe money solutions. It's time for Second Half Now. The doctors are in. Here are your hosts, Dr. Dan and Dr. Denise. We are back and we are continuing our conversation in the studio here with Rick Johnson with BetterDads.net. And uh, Rick has a wonderful ministry of uh, writing uh, 10 books right now. Is that right, Rick? we got 10 uh, books out 11 there? now. 11, okay. Twelve's coming out in September, I think. Okay. you just an uh, ongoing supply of wisdom and uh, encouragement for parents. He does uh, things on parenting and uh, family life and travels across the country, does speaking engagements and conferences and different kinds of things, and we're just really delighted to have Rick in the studio with us. We are today talking about this subject. The title is Change of Plans, the Unexpected Role of Grandparents These Days. If you haven't heard part one, you got to go back there and listen to that. It really provides the foundation and the context for what we're talking about um, with uh, here in, in uh, part two. So I'm your host, Dr. Dan Critchett, along with our co-host, Dr. Denise Hogan, going to get right back into it with uh, Rick Johnson on change of plans, the unexpected role of parents. uh, I'm sorry. Let me start that over. Change of plans, the unexpected role of grandparents these days. When we talk about grandparents, I used to think about my grandparents, you know, but now when we talk about grandparents, these are my friends. These are my peers. (laughs) These are people in my generation, right? Even though I'm not actually a grandparent yet. I'm certainly old enough. In fact, um, I was a school teacher back in the day, and my little fifth and sixth graders back then are old enough to be grandparents now, and some of them are. See how uh, time gets away from us? It sure does. My, my, my. So we are with Rick Johnson. He has a situation that is um, that tunes right into this topic, and that uh, is now uh, being the parents for a three-year-old granddaughter at home, Mm-hmm. And all that transition and all that, uh, that the newness of that, we talked about death of a dream, and uh, we talked about um, the surprise of the emotions of uh, feeling sort of resentment or even anger, those kinds of things. And so I just want for people that are listening to us to think about either yourself or someone that you know that it is in this situation that is uh, being leaned upon more um, as grandparents than what you had thought was going to be the case. And so these are some uh, very good insights. We're going to get into a couple of chapters of uh, the book that uh, Rick is working on. Uh, and w- let's talk about the challenges of reparenting. And is that a, a term that you have devised or did you get that from somewhere else, the term reparenting? Yeah, I don't know if I, I, that's just what I've called it. I don't know that the, okay. I made it up, but I haven't ever seen it anywhere yeah. else. But Okay. You know, it's actually, it's an... Actually, it, it, 
is a neat little twist on a term that you will hear in psychotherapy circles. And that is sometimes when people have grown up under difficult circumstances, the notion of reparenting yourself. It's kind of the idea mm-hmm. of, all right, if I were going to parent myself on this regard, what would I teach myself to do here? Yeah. And so it's really a twist. A, a, a twist on that, but much more Ooh. the reality. No, call it you retro really, parenting. Or you really yeah. are reparenting. Yeah. <laughs> you are parenting for real. Do over. All over again. <laughs> exactly right. Yeah, yeah. and exactly. I don't want to jump ahead too much, but when you talk about Rika, uh, the uh, the advantages, I'm thinking. I would be a much wiser, more patient parent now than I was back then because uh, I know a whole lot more mm-hmm. and have more uh, more compassion. I, I just have different insights than I did back when I was in my 20s mm-hmm. and 30s. Uh, but we'll get to the advantages. Let's, let's first, let's open up a little bit this subject of the challenges. Tell, help us understand what is being experienced by people who are reparenting, who have a greater involvement either full-time or more than they had intended with their own grandchildren. Well, I, I, you know, there's a, there's a number of them that we've experienced. I think the one that probably caught us off guard more than we expected was the physical aspects mm. of raising a toddler. Uh-huh. <laughs> and how do you mean? Energy or Well, yeah, you know, there's stamina? a reason that God made it so that 20-somethings yeah. have children and not 50-somethings have right. children. Mm. Um, right. You know, by 8 o'clock, we're... <laughs> Everyone's going to your bed. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We're, yeah. You know, we can't wait for the for the baby to go to bed so that we can yeah. we mm. can crash out. And, and right. it's just um, it's interesting because I I go to the gym a couple of times a week and I do a boot camp class and it's real, it's very difficult, but mm. it's basically what a toddler does: crawling on stuff, climbing on stuff, jumping. But I was watching her; she does that all day long. Yeah. I do it for an hour and I'm dead. And she does that continuously <laughs> oh, all day man. long. It's just and like, you're having mm. to chase after her exactly. or somebody making sure they're not getting and into this cupboard and that cupboard. Wow. You know, the things that you forget, too, about mm-hmm. when you were a parent, the things like how relentless mm-hmm. toddlers are. Yeah. It's just like they're constantly, yeah. constantly needing your attention. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, just all the different things that, that you I, – maybe it's like when women have babies, they forget about <laughs> how hard it was. Yeah. God created them so they forget about that, so yeah. they'll have more. And it's kind of that way you forget after you've parented. Again, coming back, and there's, it, it is much harder, much more difficult than we, I think, we had anticipated yeah. it was going to be. So I think you alluded to this is the attentiveness and the attention, um, being around. Uh, I remember as a as a dad being around bodies of water, a pool, mm-hmm. oh a lake, gosh. or something. Wow. I would not let any oh. of my kids out of my sight right. for an instant. Right. But it's such a high level of alert, mm-hmm. and you, you you can't read a magazine, you right. can't wander, you can't take a nap. I mean, it's right. constant, exactly. and uh, is much different now because I don't have that. But now you're back into it, right? Well, and, and having yeah. our, our brief period of being empty nesters, yeah. I, frankly, I had gotten a little bit selfish in my mm. wants and yeah. needs and desires, yeah. and mm. being able to read a magazine when I wanted or whatever. Right, mm-hmm. and now our entire schedule again now revolves around this little human being who yeah. can move earth, wind and fire at will. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Wow. Boy, you know, and I'm thinking, uh, um, other family situations where, 
um, that might be going on. And then, and then that son or daughter or daughter-in-law or whoever it was that created the circumstances, I think I might be struggling with some resentment. I might mm. be angry at them. That yeah. adds a whole nother level of difficulty then because look at, you're exhausted. Mm-hmm. Don't you be telling me that you did anything fun at all. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> you don't have a right to a normal life because look what you've done to me or to us. <laughs> well, and, and yeah. even to add on to that, I think most grandparents in this situation are there because the state was involved in mm-hmm. some capacity. Okay. And so right. that's a whole another intrusion into your life that's very yeah, stressful. Right. And and in fairness to the states treated us very well and very respectfully, but yet the system that's in place is designed to be intrusive. Mm-hmm. I mean and and that's just the way it is mm-hmm. and and you have to go through the system. Mm-hmm. In order to yeah. get the adoption done and things mm-hmm. like that, and it is that is very right. stressful. And They're going to be looking and and asking the same questions of you that they that they'd ask a stranger. You know, what have you mm. got going on? What's your house look like? What's your schedule look like? Wait a second, I'm the grandparent here. This is my grandchild, but I mm-hmm. but what. But what you're saying is, uh uh-uh, they're going to be very scrutinizing. They're in your house all the time. You have to go to meetings all the time. You have to go to court appearances all the time. Right. It's like, it seems like every week there's, you know, and your house has to be clean in case Mm -hmm. there's a surprise visit. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, it's like, hey, you're trying to keep your house clean with a toddler. I kind of forgot how hard that is. Pretty tough. Pretty tough. I've learned uh, all over about stepping on sharp objects in the middle of the floor in the middle uh, of the night with bare feet so oh no. like, uh, I'd forgotten about that yeah well that's a good in, that's a good insight because it's not just mm. the child or the grandkids or the grandchild that's there it is the state it's the other mm. institutions and organizations that are there for the sole purpose of caring for the safety and well-being of the child and uh, can you tell us some more about that who all is involved and what all has to happen or what their requirements are? Well, again, we've been frustrated about how long it takes to mm-hmm. to finalize an adoption. Um, mm-hmm. It looks like it's going to end up taking us over three years in order to, to get that done. Seriously? Um, for own? a lot of different reasons. But, um, but yeah, I, you know, I, I think I was lamenting to you before we went on air about how everybody has an attorney assigned to them and paid for except yeah. for us we've yeah. had to pay for our so there's financial yeah. costs involved that right. you don't think right. about or you don't anticipate right. besides just again raising a child of what got two hundred fifty thousand dollars over the lifetime of raising yeah. a child whatever yeah. that absurd number and you're is. just getting started mm-hmm. if she's three well here's this frightening part for me and i, I think about this all the time when she graduates from college i'll be 80 Mm. Oh my! So I'm not going to retire. I mean, literally. Yeah. When am I going to retire? Yeah. Wow. Well, I could imagine for you or for others that are listening to us, um, not only thinking about having some more time freedom, but maybe kind of winding down the work and the career and having a little nest egg set aside for going on a cruise or for doing some things that you wanted to do. And now those very same funds are going to re- be required just for living and for taking care of this uh, child or several children, beautiful yeah. children. Yeah. So it's you know I mean, 
it's not like we're complaining a lot. I'm complaining right. a lot, but again, the the other side to that is here's this this beautiful little human being, yeah. and and what's more important, my inconvenience yeah. or or the life of this little child? Mm-hmm. And certainly, there's no comparison in my. Well, you know, uh, and I think it really does bring us back a bit to our word of trust that yeah. that that trust in something bigger than ourselves because if if you if you don't have something like that to hold on to uh boy the chaos what about all those plans what about all those dreams mm-hmm. but if you understand that in the, in in reality they weren't ours in the first place that's kind of it's a hard reality i think it's part of that grief that we go through when yeah. it, when something catastrophic happens but if we remember that we can trust in a sovereign god who had plans and saw things way in advance that's kind of what it where yeah. it has to bring us back to yeah and i want to insert uh, a little bit of a faith element here and that is and i love the word trust trust is not a, a feeling it is an affirmation of the faithfulness of God, regardless of my circumstances, regardless of how I feel about it. Mm-hmm. And so also that the Holy Spirit promises to nurture and strengthen that faith, that trust, mm-hmm. through the power of his word. You know, it's not just good feelings. It's not right. uh, just, you know, trying to be, you know, have a positive attitude. It is, I need to find my face in Scripture in God's Word, and my favorite place is the Psalms, as we've talked about, Denise, in so many other cases. And there I need to hear the promises of God, because by doing that, by taking that into my being, God will strengthen my faith. And Mm -hmm. I may not, uh, the feelings and the thoughts and everything else uh, Mm -hmm. may be way behind in terms of arriving, uh, but I I have to know that that's where my where my strength is. It's like if you are dealing with an ailment and you have to have treatment or take medicine or whatever, don't miss the dosage and don't miss the therapy or the, uh, or the treatment. Mm-hmm. You have to get there because that's the very thing that's going to provide you the strength that you need. It's such a good analogy, and I really appreciate you unpacking trust a little bit. And if we borrow the, 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 the treatment analogy, we don't really know. We don't we don't really tr- have faith in this chemical that's being put into us. We don't really know if, if it's going to turn out. But the trust is the fact that we're getting into the car. Mm-hmm. We're walking out the front door, getting into the car, and driving and taking the actions right. that we need to take. Yeah, good And point. so it's it, it, just like like love, like you're saying, love isn't just this warm, nice feeling either. Mm-hmm. It is a decision to to love somebody is exactly. to take an action for their benefit, yeah. and and love enters into it. I'm looking over at Rick again and thinking about the love that must be required to be, you know, faithful in that situation. A, a very dear pastor friend of mine would always say that the definition of the working definition of love is that I uh, will make choices for the benefit of the other person, regardless of the cost or how mm-hmm. I feel. Mm -hmm. Wow. Because if I, you know, we tend to be kind of conditional with the way we Mm -hmm. treat our circumstances and our relationships. And uh, but it love doesn't have anything to do with the cost of it or or how I feel about it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So you must have been at that crossroads and, and find that challenge in your situation. 
Well, as you know, as you said that, the the thought that hit me that that really surprised me um, is how how God put within us that the moment you see your grandchild, you instantly have this huge love that. Mm. You, yeah. And I don't remember that even with my kids. I mean, I remember being awed by the whole thing, mm-hmm. but I don't remember that mm. burst of love that you get mm. when you first see your grandchild. Yeah. Yeah. That connection. Yeah. Oh, I've got a picture of that that burns, that's burned in my mind exactly mm-hmm. that. The picture mm-hmm. of my father in law holding his first grandchild. You can, from f- 10 feet away, you can see. The expression on his face and He's the glowing. glistening Grandpa's in glowing, his eyes. Right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. it is it is a sight to behold, well, right? You wow. see these tough, gruff men that Absolutely. have been hard yeah. men their whole yeah. lives, and mm-hmm. they're like Jello when they yeah, exactly. hold their grandchild. grandchild right. right. So let me ask this, Rick. Um, as you uh, as you look at that little granddaughter of yours, who, if the state and everything else works out, she will be your daughter, your adopted mm-hmm. daughter. What do you dream for her? What do you want um, the the end to be? You know, when she's fifteen and eighteen and twenty, what what are what are you aspiring to? What are you committed to creating uh, as the possibilities of her life? Well, I certainly hope I'm a better father <laughs> to her than I was to my own kids, and mm-hmm. you know, coming from the background that I came from, uh, you know, there were some challenges, especially when I wasn't a, a believer. Um, so hopefully that experience, that patience, that compassion that you talked about will will allow me to be a better parent. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you know, I, I hope and dream that, that, you know, she'll grow up and, and be happy and and not have psychological issues that she has to deal with and, and, and lives a, a, a wonderful life. And no matter how long I'm a part of that, that... Um, she will recognize that as a good situation mm. and not not feel bad about it for any reason. And you can have those mm. those dreams for her because that's the investment you're making, right? It's not just the cost. You're not just spending your time and your money and your effort and your love. You are investing right. in her life. I, I don't want to put words in your no, mouth, absolutely. but it, I would think that, that would you'd have to get to that place. Right, because that goes beyond the resentment and beyond the surprise and everything else, and say, okay, I'm invested in this child or in these children's lives and their future. I want them to have the very best uh, opportunity at life that they yeah, can I, have. I think the love definitely offsets yeah. the the resentment and yeah. and things like that. So and I'm thinking about Paul's uh, definition of love. Love is patient and kind. <laughs> love is not jealous or conceited mm-hmm. or proud. We look back at First Corinthians 13. We we'll say, hmm, how am I doing there? Yeah. How am I doing there? Right. So those are some of the challenges of reparenting. We want to hear also from Rick Johnson about the advantages. Yeah, there are some good things that can come of this. And we'll do that right after the break. Don't go away. Do you have an elderly parent that is becoming isolated, not eating well, feeling depressed or fearful of losing independence? Do you know your options? Need peace of mind or know what is best for yourself or others during their golden years of life? At no cost to you or your family, Golden Placement Services can give you hope in the midst of great change. Even if it means staying at home is the right option. Call the Golden Girls at 503-723-7145 today. That's 503-723-7145 and schedule your non-obligation appointment today. 
Helping to plan a funeral for someone you love is a painful process. It's one of the most emotional things you'll ever have to do. But imagine how much grief would be spared if people planned for themselves. Though it may sound difficult or uncomfortable to even think about, the experts at Dignity Memorial Funeral Homes and Cemeteries can help with a free personal planning guide that takes you step-by-step through the process. And, of course, Dignity Memorial will even help you complete your plan with the expert assistance of trained and caring advisors. There are a lot of very good reasons to plan ahead. Make sure your final wishes are respected, sparing your loved ones the added grief of planning for you and having to pay for it. If you choose to fund your plan early, you can even lock in current pricing, avoiding increases due to inflation, and take advantage of budget-friendly payments. There is a free informational seminar that includes a complimentary meal at a restaurant in your area very soon. Find out more and ask any questions you may have by calling Katie at 503-807-5715. It costs nothing to learn how you can protect your loved ones by planning ahead. Give Katie at Dignity Memorial a call today at 503-807-5715. Property values are on the rise, higher than they've been in years. It's time to take the equity in your home and do something different. 24-7 Properties will provide you with custom personal care to get the maximum value out of your home. Jeff Edmondson of 24-7 Properties is a licensed general contractor as well as a real estate agent, giving you the expertise on how to effectively get your home ready to sell at the highest price. Visit Jeff online at 247prop.com. I'm Jeff Edmondson, founder of 24-7 Properties. Call me today and let's have a conversation about selling your house. No obligation, no cost. Let's find out what's right for you. Call me, 503-780-3030, It's always great to hear from our sponsors, and we have a few more we certainly want to have you hear about today. Your Safe Money Solutions Media Marketing with Randy Sanford. Northwest Web Creation Company, Legal Shield and ID Shield, Eastside Printing, and the Warner Pacific College and Multnomah University, KKPZ, the Christian Chamber of Commerce Northwest, and Serving Our Neighbors. You can find all of our sponsors on our website, and if you know someone who might be interested in partnering with Second Half Now, our website contains a contact form, or simply have them give us a call. We would love to have them join our team. Isn't it interesting, Denise, that uh, we come here and do this show, and as far as uh, the listeners know, um, it's just you and me doing a radio show. But uh, unless we read these names and uh, refer to our partners and uh, and talk about them, uh, they don't realize that it's, there's a lot involved here because we are in kind of mission and ministry together. Some That's wonderful right. things are happening as a result of us doing the show but all of these, I mean, we're talking about, you know, Warner Pacific and Multnomah and then the other ones that we mentioned uh, on part one, a uh, whole lot of good stuff going on. And they really are. They really are partners with us with what yeah. they're doing. They know about our guests. They know about the um, after the radio show connections that happen between our guests and some of our partners. It's really a lot of fun. And you're right, Dan, the folks out there really don't see the behind the scenes yeah and we welcome that we want uh, everybody to know that we do have these great partners and uh, we have in studio with us rick johnson we're getting back to our subject where the title of today's show is change of plans the unexpected role of grandparents these days 
So um, we've gone down the list of topics that we wanted to talk about, and the one we ended with uh, right before the break was the challenges of reparenting. And now we're going to uh, have Rick tell us some of the advantages, whether he is personally feeling all of those uh, at this moment or not. Uh, but, you know, we know people who are further along in the process. But so, Rick, uh, this is part of the book that you're proposing to your uh, uh, to your publisher. So tell us what are some of the advantages? What are some of the good things about being in this situation? Well, one of them is and this is and, and this actually has a, as a challenge and a, an advantage. But um the advantage of time. I think we tend to have a little bit more time as as we get older yeah. in, in our lives. We that, make different choices. We do. Yeah. And here's the opposite side to that, though, is that um, my wife and I don't have time together now. Mm. And, and we have, you know, a lot of people very, again, very um, nice of them to come up and offer to say, well, we'd be happy to watch her. The challenge in that is that it's generally on their schedule, not on ours. And so mm. when we really mm. need somebody... It's. I don't know if you've seen babysitting costs now, but we're talking ten dollars an hour for babysitters. I mean, what? It's, it's crazy. Where do so, I sign up? Anyway, well, that's what I thought. <laughs> I'm in the wrong income. business. But <laughs> right. um, some of the other advantages, I think we have more finances and resources available mm. as we've gotten older. Certainly, I remember being pretty poor <laughs> as yeah, a young broke parent, all the time, right? You yeah. Know? Um, patience, experience, compassion—all things that yeah. you mentioned. Mm-hmm. The challenge for me is that while I do have those, uh, I'm discovering uh, that I have a tendency sometimes, especially during times of stress, to fall back into my old parenting patterns from when I was a parent, uh, uh, when I parented the first time around, as you, opposed they're to... They're still there. Yeah, and you have uh. to be conscious about that, I think, and, and utilize that experience, that patience that you've mm-hmm. you've gained. The other advantage, at least for my wife and I, is that um, we're a pretty, uh, physiologically, we're a pretty young grandparents. Um, and so from a health perspective and an, an age perspective, if you will, we're uniquely qualified, I think, to be able to, or better qualified, mm-hmm. maybe uh, capable of raising a, a, a child. Uh, hopefully that'll last, and maybe that's part of God's plan that he blessed us with with good health and youthfulness into, into sure. our older age because yeah. he knew this was going to be the situation yeah. and, and we needed to be able to be able to do it. So, Wow. I know there are some other things. Maybe uh, would you say that your experience in life and some of the um, resources and networks that you have uh, can be helpful now? Because when you're younger, you're kind of burrowed in on your job and your career and your parenting and mowing the lawn and taking care of things. And now you've, uh, for you, Rick, I mean, you travel the country and you have resources and friends and people and knowledge that you've gathered along the way. Does that uh, turn out being helpful and resourceful for uh, for when you get back home and you're back to the parenting again? You'd think so, wouldn't you? <laughs> no, I, it does. Um, yeah. Again, it's, you know, it's, um, I think the challenge is, is that you're under this constant stress and pressure as a parent of a young child and yeah. and young people are, seem to be better quali- capable of dealing with that mm-hmm. sometimes or at least young mothers appear to be um than old fathers are <laughs> yeah so if you had a message for our audience because as we know as we talked about at the beginning of the show we know all kinds of folks who are in this kind of circumstance where they are now parenting their their grandchildren, 
what are some things that you might suggest to our audience to help folks who right. are in your situation? Because well, they're I, not thinking like no, you. No, I know. You have to take advantage of resources. And that means, for me, that means I, even when I don't want to, I have to go to church because I need to be part of a corporate body. We need to take advantage of friends who are willing to babysit. We need to... Um, you know, I'm very fortunate to have my ministry has a, a very large prayer group that prays for me mm-hmm. every day. I also have friends that come over once a week and pray with me. Th- those are important things in keeping us grounded and, and giving us the ability to be able to cope with some of these unexpected situations that we find ourselves in. So, so folks who um, know you could offer... To, could let you know that they are praying for you. Oh, absolutely. They could that's all, huge. That's they the could, biggest thing that you could do, I think. Mm-hmm. There you go. And and that's not going to be the thing that they think is going to be that costly. Really? Really? That's really what I can do to help? But listen to what you're saying. You're saying, yeah, absolutely. I I need that. We need that. The other thing I'm thinking about is, you know, what if somebody were to, were to offer to bring you buy dinners that you could put in the freezer and not have to cook. I mean, oh, do those no things matter? How, how, you have no idea how good that would be. But Really? Oh, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And like I said, people offer to babysit, and that's nice. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. like I said, it's usually on their schedule and not ours. Yeah. And yeah. It makes it more difficult to... What we're really talking about now is how some of our listeners might be able to provide help to someone they know exactly. right. who is in that situation. Offer to babysit. Right. <laughs> Offer to babysit. Well, I said, you know, yeah. the, the, the preschool that our granddaughter's in offers, I think it's once a month or once a week, the, the e- Friday evening. To, oh, the parents' mm-hmm. night out? Oh, mm-hmm. my gosh. You can't believe what a great... Wow. Mm-hmm. So I, they, they can help out with that. Loyalty. You bet. Yeah. You bet. Things, yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Oh, excellent. Yeah. Because I crave time with my wife alone. Sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, I really do at this mm-hmm. stage yeah. in life. I yeah. miss her a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because her attention has to be constantly focused on this, right. on this toddler, you know. So mm-hmm. all those folks who are out there doing the vacation Bible schools and the Sunday morning, Sunday afternoon, any any of those kids' events that allow grandparents to have a little bit of time with each other now that they are in this reparenting role, make sure that you are letting those folks know these things are going on. Well, and and I would say, instead of just saying, hey, anytime you need us to watch your children, let Mm -hmm. me know, to Mm -hmm. to call and say, hey, we're coming over, we're going somewhere, Can can we pick up can we pick up your grandchild and, and take, take her for her. the day or whatever yeah. for a couple hours or whatever? Yeah. Because that's Woo-hoo! really, that's really, it's hard for us to call yeah. people and say, right. exactly. can take, we impose would, upon right. you to watch our child again? Right. You know but what, I mean? what a gift. Somebody yeah. oh, calling you up yeah. and saying, hey, oh. we're just going to the beach for a day. Can she come? Oh, exactly. Yeah. Wow. It's, a, it, it's mm-hmm. about the initiative. Yeah. Is in all kinds of stressful situations, like in a death of a family member or something. Well, if you need anything, give me a call. Well, they're yeah, not going right. to give you a call. Right. Mm-hmm. So you call that person and you say, "How can I help? That's we right. we would like to provide babysitting on uh, you know some evening this week or next week. Which one mm-hmm. will it be? We're going to do it. Uh, mm-hmm. So for the helper to provide the initiative, I think that you're right that that makes yeah. a big huge difference. So um, we're going to wind down here, but uh, Rick, if you could think about the people that are listening to us that are in the situation themselves, whatever you know configuration of that, you know whether they're babysitting a whole lot more than they intended or whether the grandchild or grandchildren are living with them, whatever it might be, 
we want we want the grandparents to thrive. And so what kinds of things could you say to the grandparents who are struggling with this situation? What are some things that uh, could just help them get a little closer to thriving? Well, I, you know, one of the things that my wife and I try to do is give each other breaks. Um, for instance, she goes to the gym Monday night. She goes to women's Bible study Wednesday night. She goes to another thing Saturday morning. I have things that I do where I'm where she watches. And so, you know, giving each other breaks, I think, is, is important. The other thing is getting finding time to be able to get away together, to have a date night yeah. once a week, once a month, whatever it is, um, just to keep that connection going because um boy otherwise you know you're you're separate there there's days sometimes where we don't hardly see each other yeah mm-hmm. or at least we're not communicating because somebody else is the focus of attention right? yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. well it really is uh, walking a line isn't it is balancing uh all of those things at this uh, age and stage of life well and yeah. you know i tell young parents all the time your marriage is what's important you need to focus on your marriage yeah. Now, well, yeah. grandparents we got to do the same thing right. yeah, i got to live that same thing that i'm right. telling young couples because do, right? just like that three-year-old there is a force out there that's going to relentlessly hammer at it absolutely. and divide mm-hmm. you if it can yeah absolutely it's a spiritual battle. Mm-hmm. It really is a spiritual Absolutely. warfare. There's no no Absolutely. question about that. And it's good to know that and to get your resources like you're talking mm-hmm. about prayer. Again, prayer um, coverage yeah, is exactly. really important. Great. So, folks, if you're listening today, um, well, I guess you must be listening because otherwise how could you be hearing us? I don't know. Why did I say that? <laughs> anyway, <laughs> as you're listening to Rick Johnson and uh, some of the – Ideas and suggestions and the struggles in this uh, situation with the title Change of Plans, the Unexpected Role of Grandparents These Days. Think about somebody in your circle of family or friends that is experiencing this or some other uh, challenge. And you probably don't know what it's like behind those doors when um, uh, when they're alone and uh, see if you can reach out and help. So, Rick, I want to thank you for coming in today. Thank you for the wisdom that you've shared with us. Thanks, my pleasure. No, thank you. Yeah. Can you come back another time oh, and uh, no, talk about too. yeah, talk could, about a happier subject? Yeah, <laughs> right. Some of those yeah. father-daughter yeah. camps that oh, sounds yeah. fun. Well, and is your uh, event schedule on your website? So things that are coming up in our area. Uh, it the father-daughter conference is. Um, I need we we just launched a new website dedicated to the ministry, and um, I need to. Up- my personal speaking okay. schedule, but yeah, that particular event is there to register. Okay. Early bird special on the pricing. So okay, good. And I want to point out that uh, the same team that does our website, secondhalfnow.com, does betterdads.net. Right. Kelly and Ann Burbank Did with Northwest Web Creation Company. Love right. them to pieces. They do excellent work. Well, folks, that is our program for today. We want to encourage you to tune in every Monday when we are on the air. 5.30 to 6 p.m., that's commute time, drive time. And then uh, you get part one there, and then, of course, you have to go to uh, the uh, to our website. Uh, part two is available around the clock and around the world, secondhalfnow.com. So if you'd like a CD of this show, call uh, KKPZ, the uh, office, and reach them at 503-242-1950. And uh, lots going on with us and with our ministry, so we wish you all the best. And that is it for today. I am your host, Dr. Dan Critchett, along with our co-host, 
Dr. Denise Hogan. We are saying goodbye for now. And until next time, may God help you live a life that honors Him and blesses others. So let's meet again. Podcast on our website or live next Monday, 5.30 p.m. on the radio, KKPZ 1330, The Truth. Thanks for listening to Second Half Now with Dr. Dan Critchett and Dr. Denise Hogan on KKPZ 1330, The Truth. Sponsored by Dignity Memorial and your safe money solutions. To hear the rest of this program, find out more about the topics discussed today, or ask questions, visit secondhalfnow.com. That's secondhalfnow.com. Tune in next Monday at 5.30 p.m. for more tools and tips for the life you want to live from now on. Until then, visit secondhalfnow.com.